1973 album Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, maybe their best work, Black Sabbath released the song Looking for Today. Written about the struggles of a band trying to remain relevant and successful, it reflected the group's own history of triumph over adversity, not to mention hostile music critics. It would also prove prophetic. After attaining major commercial success and a degree of critical respect by the mid-70s, Sabbath would encounter a new turbulent period towards the end of the decade. Beset by legal problems, financial strife, neglect by their management, and an epic level of drug use, the band would ultimately sack frontman Ozzy Osbourne in 1979, in what was truly the end of an era. While these internal problems were faced, Black Sabbath were also affected by outside events. By the late 70s, the music business was radically different to when the band had formed in Birmingham in 1968. New technology like synthesizers and the emerging sounds of punk, disco and new wave asked questions of everyone in rock. To some, these trends appeared to be an existential threat. Punk in particular was a meteorite, and bands like Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple and Black Sabbath were hapless dinosaurs just waiting to get wiped out. The pressure on rock bands to adapt or die often resulted in efforts to do things differently, for better or worse. Given their internal issues, the situation seemed particularly acute for Black Sabbath. Bassist Geezer Butler recalled later that he felt the band's time had come and gone, and guitarist Tony Iommi was determined to update their sound. The final two albums made with Osborne, 1976's Technical Ecstasy and 1978's Never Say Die, were made in this unique time of creative turmoil, and are all the more interesting for it. Sabbath have often been caricatured as a uniformly dark and gloomy band, as if all their work sounds like Symptom of the Universe or Children of the Grave. This simplification is much more difficult with the band's late 70s albums, which emphasised the diversity of sounds the band had always been capable of. What follows is just a few highlights from a unique and underrated period of Sabbath's storied career. Number 1. Gypsy Gypsy is an early highlight on Technical Ecstasy. Songs about gypsies were a full-blown rock fad in the 70s, with examples by Uriah Heep, Savoy Brown and Deep Purple to name just three. Sabbath were late to this particular party, but the topic was ideal for their more progressive direction at the time. Like many of the best songs by the band, Gypsy travels through a number of distinct sections, each with their own mood. Bill Ward's drums are excellent, especially in the intro, and Gerald Woodruff's piano adds to the stagey, dramatic feel of the song. Number two. All moving parts stand still.
Sabbath are credited with helping to invent a number of subgenres of heavy metal, particularly doom metal. Less famously, they also had a hand in the development of funk metal with this song. Other rock bands took on funk influences in the mid to late 70s, but probably only Sabbath can be credited with recording one about a sadomasochist transvestite president of the United States. The inspiration for this rather unconventional topic was the rampant misogyny the band encountered during their time in the US. Number 3. Dirty Women true epic, Dirty Women was also inspired by the band's experience in the US, specifically the scale of prostitution they observed while recording Technical Ecstasy in Miami. The song has an appropriately grimy, desperate feel, but its crucial element is an absolutely stunning riff, which is surely one of Iommi's best ever. There is also some fantastic soloing, and Osborne's vocals are suitably venal and perverse. The song must also be popular with the band, as they resurrected it for their final farewell tour in 2017. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. One of the stranger episodes in Sabbath's history followed the release of Technical Ecstasy. Reflecting the disharmony within the group, Ozzy Osbourne briefly quit. The band decided to recruit a new frontman and settled on Dave Walker, a veteran singer a little older than the Sabs, whom they remembered from the Birmingham days. Walker was a journeyman who had been a short-lived member of a host of bands including Hungry Fighter, Raven, Mistress, Savoy Brown, and most notably Fleetwood Mac. Walker's sole recorded appearance with Sabbath was on an episode of the BBC TV show Look Here in January 1978. This included a performance of a song which would have its lyrics completely rewritten when Ozzy rejoined, and would be released on the next album under the title Junior's Eyes. This odd episode must have struck a chord with Iommi, so to speak, who was a member of Jethro Tull for about 10 minutes and performed with them on TV in December 1968 before rejoining Black Sabbath. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Number 4. Never Say Die. Sabbath's last album with Ozzy, Never Say Die, opens with its title track. 
a high-energy rocker filled with defiant and optimistic lyrics, it's a world away from the stereotypical Black Sabbath song. In truth, it isn't particularly out of character for the band, who were much more influenced by the counterculture of the 1960s than is generally thought. This song explodes right out of the gate, with a faster tempo than most of the band's recordings. It was Sabbath's first charting single since Paranoid was released way back in 1970. It reached number 21 on the UK chart, which resulted in the unique spectacle of Sabbath performing on the BBC's venerable TV show Top of the Pops. Number 5. Johnny Blade While recording Sabbath Bloody Sabbath back in 1973, the band were disappointed that a room they had previously used at the studio had been taken up by a bloody great synthesizer left there by Stevie Wonder. Still, from that album they began to use synthesizers themselves. One good example is Johnny Blade, which has a flamboyant synth intro played by session musician Don Airy. Themed around a Jack the Ripper-esque serial killer, the song has a degree of sympathy for Johnny, who is a victim of modern frustration and a product of his violent environment. An epic in miniature, the song is a clear highlight of Never Say Die and features a vocal from Ozzy that is an all-timer. Number 6. Air Dance Air Dance may be one of the most artistically ambitious songs Black Sabbath ever recorded. It focuses on a decidedly un-rock-and-roll topic, an elderly woman who lives quietly alone but reminisces at length about her youth as a dancer. The song alternates between serene, quiet sections and more upbeat rock sections, and Don Airy returns to add some excellent work on piano. Air Dance is proof that Sabbath were often very thoughtful and introspective in their songwriting, and that they could achieve radically different moods within the same recording. Following the departure of Ozzy Osbourne in 1979, Sabbath would begin a new era by recruiting American vocalist Ronnie James Dio. This lineup was a better fit for the times as the 1980s began, and Ozzy went on to have a very successful solo career. The last two albums Sabbath recorded with Ozzy have never won the plaudits of the early LPs, and they are definitely a mixed bag. However, the reputation of them has grown slowly over the years, as more fans discover the hidden gems within these documents of a band in transition. As troubled as they are, Technical Ecstasy and Never Say Die are a fitting climax for the initial era of one of the most important rock bands ever.
Thanks for listening. For more articles and audio on books, film, video games, board games and music, visit andyjohnson.xyz. To support me, go to patreon.com slash andyjohnson.